The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts and guests of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs broadcasted on this station. If you would like to know more about Valley Free Radio, please visit us at valleyfreeradio.org. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and with me tonight are Susan Timberlake. Hey there. And George Claxton. Good evening. With John Roberts manning the board. And our esteemed executive producer slash scapegoat, Stefan Ward-Wheaton, <laughs> lurking in the background. Uh, he may join, top in later, especially if we uh, ask some questions about his expertise. I, I think he has an expertise of some kind. I'm not sure what it is. I but think I'm sure he it's has there. a depth of knowledge on all kinds of things. No doubt. Does he keep us honest sometimes? He and between <laughs> he and genre. <laughs> Someone's got to keep me honest. <laughs> so um, before we get started, I just want to mention a few things. Uh, first off, uh, we'd love to hear from you, and we'd love to hear from you even during the show. We keep an eye on ways people c- try to contact us, and those ways are on Twitter. It's at Civil Politics FM. Uh, email it's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash civilpoliticsradio. We also have a website, which is, amazingly, civilpoliticsradio.com. There you can find uh, uh, links to articles we mention, little essays we write from time to time, and also recordings of previous episodes of the show, and uh, a link to our new uh, Trusted Sources uh, resource, which is uh, news sources that we consider to be reliable about actually checking information and reporting facts that are at least apparently verifiable. And uh, you can also uh, use that to get to a special Google search page, which will search for, you know, if you search for some term like, you know, uh, uh, you know, Mike Pence coconuts or whatever, anything that comes up about Mike Pence and coconuts, you know, that's actually not some crazy rumor will will come up there so works slick works really well i was looking up yeah. a couple of things and it's nice because it goes to about what 20 perhaps newspapers uh, uh, or a couple of dozen 27 and 27 so if it's a real news story somewhere there it will yeah. pop up or yeah. they'll say it's a fake news story yeah u.s and domestic and also some fact checking sites like i think snopes and politifact yeah. and so forth yeah it's good so genre genre did set that up that was his brainchild and it's bravo, a really good bravo. idea yay indeed thank you <laughs> so it's one week into the Trumparama. Trumparama, <laughs> the Trumparama administrama, the Trump circus. All drama. <laughs> and it's been intense. It has been intense. <laughs> I, 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 I'm stunned. I knew it was. I, I expected it to be bad, and it's been in worse? some ways worse. Yeah, it certainly exceeded my expectations, but. Honestly, I think part of that's because well, I... bad ex- from a progressive point of view. Not that there's motion, but it, that it's what he's doing. Uh, I think on several respects, it's a, it's bad. I'm gonna Let's start with one that I think is very basic, and it doesn't matter whether you're liberal or conservative, Republican or Democrat necessarily. Oh, I know where you're going. Yeah, you do, because <laughs> this is just the most crazy thing, is... Like, he can't help it. Yeah, <laughs> not only can he not help it, apparently, like his administration can't help it, and they just have this adversarial. This, this, they've opened the door right from the get-go with this tremendously adversarial attitude towards the media, which is 
more extreme than anything we've seen from any previous administration. Oh, definitely. But but also with just the very concept. At least any, anyone since Jefferson. Yeah. Right. Well, and he at least, you know, did have the, the smoking Sally Hemings or yes. something. Gun. No. Um, mm. If you've ever seen the painting, she's pretty smoking. Uh, I stumbled over that one. Sorry. I prefer uh, Hemings Motor News. <laughs> <laughs> it's much less racially charged. Antique cars are yes. more neutral. <laughs> and yes. When they're in neutral. Yeah. <laughs> Fewer overtones of sexual assault. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, uh, uh the inauguration was sparsely attended. Uh, the Women's March was uh, very heavily attended, not only in Washington, D.C., but around in cities the world. all around the world, including even some people bundled up in Antarctica, uh, enjoying the summer sun. And But he was comparing himself to Obama's inauguration, right? That not too, the Women's yeah. March. And the Obama administration from 2009 was much more heavily attended. It was a it was a breakthrough event. I mean, right. it was it's sort of like all the people that went out to see my vintage Geraldine Ferraro. Right. The crowds were huge. They didn't win, but people I, just wanted to see I, her. I would point yeah. out that even in Obama's second inaugural, there were vastly more people than showed up for Trump. That that may well be. I've only seen pictures from 2009, yeah, they were not the 2013. Ones I've been, yeah. I, I I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. But um, not only has uh, our new president been uh, complaining about that, he he sent his press secretary out. On Saturday, oh yeah, to beat him up, to, to <laughs> yell at the press for five or ten minutes, not take any questions, and just you know, like this is the the most widely attended and viewed inauguration in history. Period. You know, just uh, worse, and absolutely worse not than true. That, though, yeah, on the first day, his first day in office, mm-hmm. right after he was inaugurated, he personally called the acting head of the National Park Service and ordered him to send in photographs to the White House to prove that it was the largest crowd in history. Yeah, because the yeah. Park Service doesn't estimate anymore. They no, don't right. get in the middle of it. They're very careful not right. to. They used to, but they don't anymore. Well, and Probably a wise thing. And the, <laughs> and the president also, uh, on, on that Saturday, he also gave uh, a, an address at the, off, at the headquarters of the Central Intelligence Agency in front of their memorial wall for the several dozen uh, agents who have died in, in service to this country. I think it's closer country. to 100, but... Well, it's yeah. dozens. Yeah. Maybe closer to 100. Yes. Quite a few. Scores. Scores. Good. Yes. Yeah. Scores. Lots of stars behind Lots of them. stars with no names. I don't know who they are. Nobody nobody in the civilian world knows who they and are. And they said that was equivalent to standing in front of the Tomb of the Unknown Soldier and making a political... Yes. Or the or the Vietnam Veterans Memorial yeah. or, or anything like yeah. that. I agree. And not only was he... Um, there in part to, to sort of mend the rift that he sort of allowed to crop up between him and the intelligence community. Allowed? Allowed. <laughs> he, yes, but poked, created. Yeah, poked with a stick, <laughs> the intelligence He, he spent agent. a good ch- chunk of it complaining about how the media wasn't, was reporting, how the media was reporting on the crowds at his inauguration, announcing, you know, sort of casually assuming that God had, had kept it from raining on him during his speech. And again, it's worse than that. He yeah. brought a cheering section. And that was the bit him. I was about to mention. Go ahead. Uh, no, finish, George. Yes, please. Yes, he brought uh, campaign staffers with him to the event so that they could sit in front and cheer when he said things because the actual CIA officers were sitting silently in the back. Yeah. And Well, there was 400 of them, right? The, I'm not sure how many The current president also claimed that he got the largest standing ovation ever 
at the CIA speech. You know, I uh, didn't like what Sean Spicer said about the most viewed, but I do think people around the world were watching our inauguration, not for the right reason, but because they I'm were sure just... sure plenty of people were watching. And, and in fairness to them, and I think they were trying to say the crowd size in Washington was bigger, which it was not. But I do think that Sean Spicer sort of went along with it and shouldn't have because no he shouldn't have but i think around the world everybody was watching our nugget nobody can believe nearly as many people were watching as you think and Mm -hmm. in the united states the we know that the numbers were considerably less than they were for barack obama i didn't watch i i I looked at his uh the address he gave on youtube later but i certainly didn't watch live well, now we know how to poke him with a stick. That's for sure. That was hard. Sure is. But does anybody else find it as disturbing that I do that the first act of the leader of the free world is to complain that his ego isn't being polished enough? Yeah. Do you think it was rude that Theresa May, May wore a pussycat hat into the... <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> that would be awesome. Well, Wouldn't that have been awesome? Well, but no. well, that, that brings up uh, uh, something else. I mean, we, we've been doom and gloom so far, but we, we do uh, have the mother... Oh, there's there's the, more doom and gloom. So, yeah. uh, of, the British, of the British PM uh, who shows up in the United States and give us, gives a speech only to the GOP... Yeah, but then we also have well, it was the their retreat. I mean, it was yes. in Philly. It was elsewhere. Apparent, yes, but she, she didn't invited. then go and talk to anybody on the Democratic side. So you think what Netanyahu did was better? Convened uh, the two I houses of Congress what, without Obama. They, that no. inviting <laughs> Netanyahu was an incredible violation of protocol, and I think that it was done specifically to try to humiliate the president. Than Obama, yeah, and I think and it I think failed it badly. <laughs> I think it worked actually pretty well. No, it, he was Netanyahu he won his election. After he wasn't that. humiliated by it, which is well, what the it, Republicans it may have won for were trying. To it do. may have won for Netanyahu, but it, yeah. I don't think it did anything to hurt Obama. Uh, there was a let's see, um, Hillary Clinton had a uh, campaign campaign rally in Coconut Creek, and she talked about Mike Pence. Oh, today. No, because I sort of happened to mention, you know, oh. like I just picked two things out of my head, <laughs> oh, like coconuts. coconuts and Mike Pence. So I figured that, uh, you know, the article is on the L.A. Times, part of our part of our uh, list. Now, I see, use the uh, I use the custom <laughs> custom search. Thank you, John. Uh, however, that conti- is brilliant. That is brilliant. The, like the I said, lighter it, side it's of slick. the news. Uh, we also had the matter of Trump uh, three times tweeting about Theresa May, but calling her Theresa May who is actually a British porn star. Uh, you mean he was misspelling her name? He was misspelling her name, and and people in Britain took it as an indication that he was talking about the British porn star. <laughs> I hadn't heard that. Well, yeah, that wouldn't be far from that 35-page dossier that is floating around. No, I suppose not. Donald Trump. I did hear what's in some of the movies. Oh. <laughs> I, you know, I mean... Well, I mean Trump himself did appear in a porn movie once. He wasn't doing anything but pretty much standing around and looking like a lump. He tackled somebody for the W Worldwide Wrestling. He he did a pretty good job. He actually nailed the guy. Meh. Meh. Anyway. I I honestly, uh, you know... Like, this is really hard, actually. Right, that, this that, is that hard. whole that whole sort of set of allegations about Donald Trump maybe in, indulging in hiring prostitutes and indulging in sordid acts in Moscow. I mean, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. It's certainly 
uh, funny to, 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 to laugh at him and so forth. But in the end, I think it's, what's more significant is, like, you know, were there contacts between his administration, between his campaign and the Russian government? You know, like, was there money does changing his wife hands? Speak, well, was there I, intelligence support? Does his wife speak Russian? Do you know she has five languages? Do you know if one of them is Russian? I don't know what they are. But, yeah. but I, I would point out that it goes beyond that. If, in fact, he was watching prostitutes in Moscow performing lewd and lascivious acts, it means that a foreign government now has something on the President of the United States. It means that the FSB, the Russian Security Service, now has stuff that they can use against him. Right. I'm not saying that's nothing, but... In fact, it's good in a way if it's out because he then he's it's, it's not it's, as powerful. Right. I mean, yeah. it's 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 well, embarrassing. Well, he but and whatever. his supporters are denying it. Yeah, right. But, but I what I think and is that means that it's still useful. Right. But what I sure. But what I think is mo- be more Im- immunized a little bit from. Well, it. what I think it be is more consequential is you know does he you know what about tens of millions of dollars that he may owe to Russian oligarchs. That you know, well, we we already know in. that he owes some right. tens of millions of dollars to the Chinese too. Yeah. So, and that's one of the reasons why I, I which one did I, I heard the Chinese a, yes and the Russians no. I've heard both. I yeah. I think it's both. I think they're both true because he basically can't get money from reputable sources. Um, but I think it's worth noting. I think that's where Mnuchin <sighs> comes in. Shh, whatever. Um, I, I have new secretary of the treasury. Yeah, I think I, that's the connection. Uh, could be. I I have no idea about that because I mean he's a reputable banker at least in theory. Well, <laughs> sure, but I, <laughs> actually know, I can't remember what my point was. John, you had something. <laughs> yeah. um, Quick save us, John. Melania Trump uh, speaks uh, Slovenian. That makes sense. English, French, Serbian, and German. German. Also not Russian. <laughs> Nine. Good to, good to know. I mean, yeah. So <laughs> she will be able to speak to the Fuhrer <laughs> privately. Oh, Angle. Quite. Angela Merkel. Yeah. Well, well, no, that's not who I was referring I, to. I was, I was reminded, you know what, I was, I was trying to remember uh, the whole thing with the, the press secretary and, you know, trying to pump uh, Trump's ego up. There's this great Monty Python sketch where, like, the idea is, like, Adolf Hitler had fled to England and was, like, campaigning for, like, a local county seat as Mr. Hilter. Yes. And, you know, so at one point he's giving, an, uh, giving a speech from a little balcony and there's, like, four people, you know, a guy and three kids watching him or whatever. And there's the guy in the background, Graham Chapman, as von Ribbentrop, and he's got this old gramophone. So, you know, John Cleese's Hitler gives some crazy, you know, some yells out some German, and then the other guy's turning the crank, and you hear this crowd noise going, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just to make it sound like there's a big crowd there. It's uh, exactly the same Well, you kind know, of thing. all politicians like crowds and Klieg lights, and uh, look at Mayor Flynn of Boston. If you turned a camera on, he was there. Well, fair enough. You know, I mean, that is sort of part of their, they're very worried well, yes, about but, it. But did he show up with his own cheering section when he went to talk to the he, city council? But when he was at the Vatican, he may have. I don't oh, know, because well. wasn't he... Um, that was Choir of Angels. That's different. Oh, <laughs> sorry. And, <laughs> so you know, it, it's, a, it's a really, really different thing to say that any politician will talk to the press when they show up, although that's not true, because as a former member of the press, I can tell you that politicians have actually run away from me. I was just going to say, they but, don't want to talk to you, George. <laughs> that's the... <laughs> but, sure. Um, they don't want to talk to their constituents about canceling their health care, for example. Well, yeah. Uh, and we saw that example yes, this past week. I, I, yeah. I did. In fact, I posted it to Facebook myself. But, um, you know, there's a difference between that and having people come out and tell specific lies that are obviously lies. 
there was the whole ABC interview that Trump did in which the interviewer said, but wait a minute, that's been disproven. Oh, was already. that David Muir? Yes. Do you can you believe Trump was on for an hour on ABC already this week? I and managed believe. to lie continuously throughout that hour. Well, I just think the press needs to be a little more. I, I they're going to overexpose but, him or something. Well, but sitting down for an hour and talking with the new president, I don't think is a bad thing for the Andy, first ABC News. Week to do. when they haven't even oh for him to do or for yeah. ABC News to do. No, no, no. It was a bad idea for Trump, not for <laughs> ABC News. Uh, I mean, the newscasters will take anything they can get. There there are a lot of things he's doing that are bad ideas. I I think we should sort of get in line there. And and Um, in this particular interview, he was talking, he again doubled down on the whole thing about the fraudulent voting in which he said, well, maybe maybe there wasn't millions of fraudulent votes, but there were millions of people fraudulently voting. Yeah, three to five million. It's gone up to five now. Ignoring for a moment that, that is internally inconsistent as a sentence. Yeah, yeah. You still have him putting forth this idea that there were millions of illegal pe- illegal voters. Yeah, and, and yet he was on the record in Michigan and you know going against um, Jill Stein. Jill Stein saying, "Yeah, the elections were totally above board." Yeah. I just want to mention this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Um, yeah, I, I thought was that first press conference Sean Spicer gave where he actually was willing to talk to the press and take questions on And people on like Monday? Sean Spicer. They say he's actually an okay guy, and it, they were horrified I'm, I'm by him. I'm not seeing so, it. Well, I think you Monday know. was better. Monday, I'm sure, was better because he actually didn't just yell at them. But they, they were asking him, like, so why does President Trump believe that there were three to five million illegal votes? And he was saying, like, well, he's saying that based on information that was presented to him. Oh, that Pew report. That well, what information? <laughs> oh, well, he mentions that. And it's like, well, the guy who wrote that report says that's bunk. That's not what he's saying at all. Yeah. And he just kept falling back on, well, that's what the president believes. Because that's, you know, and it's just... Like, where are we when this, the when the president? And they didn't know that was coming out, right? They right. were all surprised by the tweets. Well, when the <laughs> right, and the president's press secretary has to be like, "Well, this is what the president thinks," and he can't even say like, "This is what I believe," or "Here's the evidence for it." It's just, you know, or I'm not. This is what the, the overinflated pres- bag of wind believes. Uh, yeah, I, it has been totally disproven. And in fact, when Spicer was talking about it, he was obviously conflating two different reports there was one the pew study in which the guy who wrote the pew study specifically said no that's not what it says yeah, it says specifically that didn't happen yeah and yeah and the other study that he was quoting has been disproven yeah and the methodology has been critiqued as being absurd and below the level of a sophomore in yeah. college so so there's all that you know, plus. So I guess we have to watch what he does, which he's done a lot right. this week. Well, yeah. So, so what has he done? Well, so uh, going back to that speech he gave at the CIA, one of the things he did, and this hasn't been sort of, sort of followed up with executive orders or anything like that, but he did sort of, uh, in his meanderings, start to talk about how we should go back to Iraq and take their oil again. And yes. it was a mistake not to take it in the first place. Yeah, that I'm was thinking, the next thing I was going to talk about. And I don't think this is exactly the way you want to talk to the world. And also, I don't think it's exactly the kind of thing the CIA wants to hear because, you know, the experts on 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 sort of on foreign intelligence, if nothing else, I think they know what an incredibly stupid idea that well, is. Well, also the experts and, on, and on international and law I, say quite specifically that is unlawful. It yeah. is unlawful based on the Geneva Conventions of 
I think it was 1949. There was also one in the 1920s, and there was a UN re resolution in 1974, all of which specifically say that going in and taking their stuff is a violation of international law. I think that was the point of war, was uh, to take somebody. Isn't that what it, the Vikings it, did? Maybe. It, well, well, first of all, <laughs> the Vikings were not actually fighting wars. They were raiding. They were In fact, pirates. That's, that's what Viking means. It True. means to raid. Yep. Yeah. So he's our Viking. And <laughs> so, so, yes, they would show up. Because he's going to raid everything The Vikings would raid. show up. They would, uh, they would raid uh, the churches first because that's where the, the silver was. was. Oh, silver. Yeah. Yeah, they couldn't yeah. afford gold. Oh, sorry. <laughs> and they well, would. They that's would, the modern Catholic if they, Church. If they, <laughs> they had would gold, the that's where it would be. The monks, they'd rape the women and then enslave the women and children and sell them in France. Maybe rape the animals too. You know, I mean, the Vikings were really indiscriminate about these things. Well, anyway, I, you know, it's funny because we're trying to evaluate. You realize we both have Viking ancestors, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't think I do, but, but not, I actually not don't all know of that. my not all of my ancestors are admirable or worth emulation. <laughs> Most <laughs> or, of mine aren't. Or discussing in polite company. <laughs> so we're trying to evaluate. Trump. George, I've seen you seen you eyeing the longboat replicas at various museums and whatnot. Yeah. I I know you, you you're singing some sea shanties under your breath and sharpening your broadsword. Don't yeah, don't, don't try to tell me otherwise. Jiggling his change in his pocket while he looked at them longingly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so we're trying to evaluate Trump, and as a Republican, yeah. it's really hard for me to look at him and try and find any common ground with him. Okay. But we're trying to evaluate do his words. Do you find see a problem as a Republican? I do. I do. And there's a, you know, we could do three hours a show on that. Yeah. But well, tell And we will. <laughs> well, <laughs> but, start but, off with what you got. Let's, well, let's. so what I'm, I'm trying to say is that I think we're looking at his words too closely because I think okay. his words mean nothing. I don't think his word means a thing. Uh, I think we can agree on that. Yeah, okay. and so the question is, what does he actually do? All right. Because so next Tuesday or Thursday he's going to announce the Supreme Court justice, and right. either he's going to do a mad dog pro-life person that would burn down the Constitution to turn overturn Roe versus Wade, or he's going to pick somebody that's a little more moderate but still sort of pro-life. And I think when you look at that he chose Mattis instead of some of the other guys he could have chosen, I mean, I think we have to we have to – it's terrible to say, but I don't think you can believe a thing that comes out of his mouth. And I don't, I don't. I'm not saying that, that he's a liar. I'm just saying that he isn't any, he doesn't have any, he will say anything. He's a no, negotiator. No, I, I'm sorry. I have to step in here. You are saying that he's a liar. You're, you just said you can't believe anything that comes out of his mouth. That means he's a liar. N no, I'm actually saying something else. I'm saying that he has no, he's like saying lines. He's not, he's not connected to what he's saying. When he says we're going to put a 20% tariff on Mexico, he said that to scare the, the president of Mexico. He, he, he's trying to force him to he's, the table. So, so what you're saying is that he's not so much lying as simply stupid. No, I think I, he's because the president can't actually, do that. I, well, this requires I, an act of Congress. I'm I'm agreeing with you, but yeah. I I think that it does. I'm, it requires I'm, an act of Congress. I'm saying that let's, his let's finish. Well, it, it's just that his words are not. There, it's almost. Yeah. I don't know how to. It's like he's going to put on a red hat when he's happy and a white hat when he's sad. Yeah. Or you know, it's a funny kind of signaling that has he's, no basis. He could tell you tomorrow that that the crowd size was smaller. Yeah. And he wouldn't have any trouble with it. He wouldn't. It, it, he's not connected to his words. He's well, only uh, using them as he'll a he'll he'll change he'll change his tune whenever it suits him. I I think it's better. Isn't to this say, a sign of psychosis? Could be. It's I a, think it's, it's a sign of being transactional instead of being. 
I, um, having a moral compass or having a, a view of what the world should be or having strongly held positions. I other, think, than, other than his own aggrandizement. Um, to win. Yeah. So you're right. saying he's a malignant narcissist. Well, I don't know about malignant, but certainly a narcissist. See, I, I, I would, I would and describe And I say that him, as a layperson. Right. I, well, <laughs> I'm not a psychiatrist either. I would describe him as foolish in the classic sense, the original sense of the term, is in someone who does not consider the consequences of his actions. He's reckless. And See, I, do I think, think he, he is considering them, and he, that is what he's going I, for. He likes chaos and people being on their left foot. So he's a demon. And no, it's he. I don't think he's supernatural, George. He likes to have all the power in the room. Well, that I think we can all agree on. That that is definitely what Trump wants. He does it pretty well. Look at that first news um, event Uh, on tariffs. Tariffs. Yeah, twenty percent. Right this morning. Under the nineteen seventy four Trade Act, Trump Mm -hmm. can impose tariffs and quotas on countries that violate trade agreements or engage in unfair. Uh, trade practices. One section authorizes the president to deal with balance of payments deficits by imposing temporary yep. import yep. surcharges of up to 15% for as long as 150 days. And uh, President Barack Obama in t- 2009 used the, the Trade Act to slap a tariff on uh, Chinese tire imports. However, yeah, I would Salon. like to point out that none Bloomberg, of sorry. the triggering acts that you suggest actually exist well so it's up in to order the, for him and in order for him to slap a 20 percent tariff on anything it requires an act of congress that, 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 that's saying five to twenty that is true. there are there are situations when he can impose a tariff that's what a I'm tariff yeah. right. but not a 20 percent tariff not which a, is what i'm saying not a 20 percent one but and if and if i could fi- if i could finish what he has proposed could not fall under what genre just described yeah, yeah he said more permanent so Right. And and every expert in international trade has already said this. He can't do it. And in fact, the Congress has already said, no, we're not going to do that. Because a lot of the stuff that's sold in Mexico is agricultural products that come from red states. Yeah. And the Republicans aren't going to go. Right. No, they're our second biggest trading partner. There are a lot of reasons why it's a bad idea. And in fact, but the White House backed down from that this afternoon. Absolutely. Um just, but, but you, like you're you right. Said, the Constitution a, says Congress governs that, but they've given the president some of that authority, as John mentioned, as they were talking like an about act in NPR. Of war. You know, it's kind of like you can do it briefly, but then you have well, to go back I to mean, Congress. Well, I mean, the thing is, it's like you know, so long as Congress doesn't stop him, he could keep renewing it every 150 days, but he can only go up to 15 percent. So whatever, like like Trump is as as is often the case, sort of exaggerating what he can do and and not really thinking about like how exactly would he do this. And this is what I mean when I say I that don't he's think he's he reckless. Cares. I think I agree, and I, that's. That's I why I, I said he's foolish in that classic sense. He's I, he's like meh, whatever. He does he doesn't <laughs> think about it. I, I think though, if I could step in, he's here for dumb a moment, as a fox. That, yes, <laughs> that I don't think he's dumb as a fox. I think he's just an idiot. I think that people are giving him a lot of credit that he doesn't deserve. I'm not gi- and giving him I credit. I think that he is a liar. Anybody who specifically tells you something false. Knowing that it is false is a liar by definition. Like, That's how we define liar. Yeah. But uh, if somebody just has no connection to the words. If they that, have no connection to the truth, if they have no connection to reality, them as a they're a psychotic. <laughs> I don't think that's necessarily wrong about Donald Trump. Uh, you know, I, I, 
There was a, I can't remember his first name, but a but philosopher look, named look Frankfurt. Look at Mexico. Let's see what happens with Mexico. Right. This well, whole, we, we've already seen what happened well, with Mexico. So I just, the president I just, of Mexico told him to go stuff it. I, I just, I just want to finish up on that point. There was a philosopher <laughs> named Frankfurt, and I can't remember his first name. And I think I might have mentioned this before. But he wrote a book. Oscar Mayer Frankfurt? No. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. Real real person, not a hot dog. <laughs> oh, sorry. I do like hot dogs. So. Yeah. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, um... Baseball season's coming. Baseball season is coming. Um, oh, the boys are But you were talking about the philosopher. Well, just, he wrote a book a few years ago called simply On Bullshit. Oh. And. Can you say that on the radio? Well, that's the title of the book. No, you can't. That is the title of his book. We won't say it again. <laughs> It'll be on our webpage. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, like, I, yeah, that's the title of the book. And he's basically saying, talking about like sort of a method of discourse, a mode of discourse that isn't so much concerned with with trying to lie as like just sort of spin a story and not care whether it's true or not, just whether it's useful. And the and reaction think, you get from the other person is the right. goal. And that brings us back to the concept of the post-truth, post-reality society. Right. A post-reality society in which people are posting things to the internet about how Monsanto in their secret Moat Dib labs. For those I, of you, isn't who, that amazing? Yeah. That's a for Dune those reference. of you who yeah, don't know, yeah, I was just going to say I thought that was Dune. That's from yeah. Dune. Yeah, one of the few references Ma- I've gotten Ma- on Dib this show is yeah. the little rat that hops across the desert, <laughs> and it was taken as the name by Paul Atreides, his Fremen name, who's the protagonist of the novel and sort of the messianic figure at the center of with a sort of the machinations. But it of is a oh, science fiction was, novel. I people. thought it was Freeman, so Fremen, huh? Good to know. I who knows? Yeah, Herbert pronounced it Fremen. <laughs> he wrote it, so he would know. I right. I mean, you know, it's not like there are real Fremen around to argue with him. So we do have to take a break coming up in a minute. But I I agree with you that we want to talk more about what Trump actually is doing, doing. and has done. His executive orders, he's already signed a few. That's important. Um, <clears throat> but um, he's also managed to, like, just... Piss uh, off the world. He's he's certainly doing a lot to, to, to worsen our relationship with Mexico, which is our second biggest business partner around the world, and our southern neighbor... And you know there, we have a we have a strong interconnected relationship with Mexico, and he's not doing anything good for it. I mean, do you disagree? I think he's trying to get all the car companies back from Mexico and on this side of the border. And I think he doesn't care if he destroys them, because he's gonna he's promoting. It's also ignoring US. that hey. most of those cars are actually built in Canada. Yeah. Well, and 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 you know even and where stuff the that, parts come from, and, yeah. and a lot the, like because of NAFTA, there's sort of this interconnectedness. There's stuff that's assembled. You know, parts come from Mexico, and parts come from the U.S., and parts come from Canada. It's it's all sort of this blending of North America, for better or for worse. And if you put it, tw- that's just the American car. If you right. put a twenty percent tariff on the parts coming from Mexico, guess who will pay the tariff? <laughs> yeah. Us. And yeah. the, same, the same goes for food and drugs and all the other things that are produced in right. Mexico. And how will Mexico respond? So I mean, none of this is none of this is helpful. This is I think all they're going to have a new president in Mexico. I think that's his other goal. Well, his his new he's going to lose pretty much regardless. Peña Nieto is wildly unpopular in Mexico, and he's up for re-election next year. Maybe get a call in from uh, Mexico. Don't we have friends down there who might? I I, I know someone and. Um, uh, we do have to take a short break, and we can talk more about that in a minute. But this is Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, we're going to play a few PSAs and uh, 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 other announcements. Uh, don't go away. We'll be right back. Have you always loved to read but find it hard to do these days? 
Forbes Library offers a variety of alternatives to keep you reading long into the night. A large selection of large print books, audiobooks, and easy-to-use e-books and e-audiobooks are available to borrow. You will find bestsellers, classics, and nonfiction offerings. Forbes Library is now affiliated with the National Library Service to provide audiobooks, magazines, and even the daily news for people with vision loss, difficulty holding traditional book or newspaper formats, and for people with certain learning disabilities. Our staff is happy to help you find just the book in just the right format. Call 413-587-1013 to find out more. Hi, my name's Leo, and I use he, him, his pronouns. Hi, my name's AJ, and I use they, them, theirs pronouns. Did you know that sex is your biology and gender is how you identify? You can't assume someone's gender. Based on their clothes. Based on their hair. Based on their voice. Who they hang out with. Who they're attracted to. My gender isn't your business. Ask me my pronouns! Brought to you by the PVPA Student Group for Gender, Sexuality, and Diversity. You spin me right round, baby, right round. Tune in to Subculture, the best in new wave, electro, dance, indie pop, and funk music. Friday nights from 8 to 10 here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJ 103.3 FM. Sundays at 10 a.m., WXOJ's radio show, Occupy the Airwaves, has the latest news from the occupation movement, locally, regionally, nationally, and around the planet. Tune in at 103.3 FM or webcasting at www.valleyfreeradio.org. Blogging at occupytheairwaves.wordpress.com. Listeners can call into the show at 413-585-1033. This is Ruthie from Pedal People with a public service announcement. If you frequent downtown Northampton or Florence and you pass by the recycling and trash bins on the street, the public ones, I'm here to let you know that cups are not recyclable. No plastic cups, no paper cups, no styrofoam cups, no clear cups, red cups, blue cups, yellow cups, no insulated cups. Because if you put cups in the recycling bin, it means either I pick them out or someone at the sorting facility picks them out in Springfield, or it contaminates the whole load too much that the whole load is considered trash. Or if you can just bring your own cup all together and not have disposable cups, that'd be even better. Thanks for listening, and thanks for your cooperation. Creative Valley is a show where I, DJ Spence, get the opportunity to talk to the fascinating creatives of the Pioneer Valley. From authors to performers, artists to game designers, bands and musicians, You'll find them all on Creative Valley, Sundays at noon on Valley Free Radio, 103.3 FM, Northampton, or online at valleyfreeradio.org. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP, 103.3 FM, out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. That's still George Claxton. That's still Susan Timberlake. Last time I checked. Yeah. And Still so, a Republican. <laughs> for spite, the moment. Yeah, in spite the obstacles. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, just despite the... Uh, Challenge. The, 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 the 
uh, per complexities of belonging to an organization that is increasingly drifting further and further away from what you signed up for. But before we get to that, get back to that, you had something you wanted to bring to my attention or to our attention. So yeah, go ahead. tomorrow in Northampton, uh, Climate Action Now uh, plans a climate change forum, and mm -hmm. Stan Rosenberg, a bunch of other dignitaries will be there in panel discussion. Stan and Rosenberg's a state senator for. Uh, uh, good chunk of Hampshire County, Northampton. And yeah, and also Hammerson he's so the forth. Senate president. Right, too, so I so. guess he's an even bigger deal. Yeah. He's an even bigger deal. Wait, wait a minute, you believe in climate change? Absolutely. I'm, I'm revoking your Republican card. Most conservatives are conservationists. It's That has always been true. Unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> let, let's not forget that believing in, in uh, that believing in basic science isn't exactly the exclusive provenance of liberals. Good point. It it. It sadly seems to be that way in terms of national discourse, but I think if you actually talk to people, <laughs> there's plenty of, of Republicans and conservatives who are like, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, and Lily Lombard, a bunch of good local folks will be there. It's at yeah. First Church in Northampton, which I think is on Main Street across yes, from Thorns it is. The or first somewhere church, in there. The First Church is, is the big redstone church in the middle of town. Right. So it's from 3 to 5.30. I didn't see any RSVP, anything. You just go, I think. It's probably a big space. And they're yeah. going to talk about so, so the climate action stuff. And for you fans of history, that is the actual location of the first church built in Northampton. Hmm. Huh. Though that isn't the actual building. No. Oh. <laughs> that was a much smaller wooden building, and Jonathan Edwards complained about it constantly. He also complained about how liberal the uh, town of the village of Northampton was. Did, ah. Didn't stone enough witches? Uh, actually, there was never a witch trial in Northampton. There they did was some to the Quakers. In yeah. Springfield, yeah. Uh, and there, was, there were executions of witches in Springfield and Hartford. There were actually more people killed for witchcraft in Hartford than in Salem. Yeah. Oh. Anyway, so that's tomorrow. Um, is mm -hmm. that the 29th? January 29th? 28th. 28th. So if this show replays, I wouldn't want people to think it was the... Right. So, yeah. so if you're listening to this and repeat, don't, don't bother. <laughs> yeah. But it is tomorrow. It hasn't been well um, publicized. A little bit here and a little bit there. WHMP had it yeah. in the Gazette. So This, anyway. however, is a live show. Yes. Y yes. We've, we've mostly live people talking to, to you right now. So that should be pretty good. That yeah. should be really good. So we, we were talking about, like, we shall judge Trump not by his crazy, crazy words, but by his crazy, 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 crazy deeds. Actions, yes. <laughs> think, think of him as a magician that's always moving the words around, but it has nothing to do with what— Well, I would mean. point out that one of the things that he tried to do was reinstate torture— Oh, I saw it, and the and the bureaucracy released the memos that were circulating. Yep. Yeah. See, I think that's where he's going to have the toughest time because that bureaucracy. You know, when you have an election and you vote for somebody, yeah, the bureaucracy never turns over. They've been there for twenty, thirty, forty years. Well, so some of that's true, but also like a lot of the, the a lot of the senior lifers, yeah, a lot of the lifers, a lot of the senior you know un, uh, uh, administrators, uh, undersecretaries, and assistant secretaries, and so forth in the State Department have all just sort of resigned. Oh, I heard that. Mass, they've yeah. all been. Yeah. And I mean, admittedly, I think that has to do with Tillerson. I think they all sort of handed over their resignations formally on the twentieth, but you know, they've all just been like like accepted and like they're they're gone so like well, that's a lot no, of no. the I, I would put the out operational that some, some of them are going to our civil service and they're going to be moving to other posts in the state department but uh those who were number. just appointees will be leaving 
And in fact, the Trump administration did ask some of them to leave. Yeah. yeah so, so there's a lot of people leaving who were not asked to leave. They yes. are. And I think that's, that's, the that's point. a big thing that, uh, that yeah. some people are missing. That's that a lot of a lot of people are just at the hell with it. Institutional memory, which, you know, like people who are used to getting things done and know who to talk Anybody to. Anybody that the was there through Reagan and the um, the demise of the EPA and all those other agencies. I mean, anybody that remembers that will will move on before they get they d It's very hard to watch something be dismantled that you spent your whole life building up. And I've seen that a number of times. On the other hand, the resistance lives in that uh, the Park Service uh, has been tweeting and Oh, they told him to stop tweeting, right? Information. <laughs> well, what they did was take away the official uh, tweeting accounts and the official Facebook accounts of the various parks, but they set up alternative accounts in which they are releasing information. NASA, in fact, did a massive data dump of all of their studies into the public sphere. Yeah. So that it won't be lost. So it won't be lost. So obviously, uh, I don't know to what extent those... The Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> well, I don't know to what extent those, those alt or uh, uh, park service or rogue NASA accounts, as one of them is called, uh, I don't know to what extent those are actual NASA I think it's people. called Rogue One, isn't it? I think it is, yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't know to what extent those are what they purport to be or, 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 or Just not. Just some more fake news or something? I, we, I can't rule out the possibility that, that that is the case or that they might become so. From, you know. from what I've seen so far, but the, so far the data seem dumps legit. seem to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah, so... They, they actually bear the names of the NASA scientists and the, uh, the preambles that were found in uh, oh yeah oh yeah no but yeah. i mean in terms of um who actually is who actually is, is doing that we, we don't yeah know. we don't we don't know who is actually dumping the data but it wouldn't surprise me that they are people actually working for the I, government. I i wouldn't either so one thing trump has done the trump administration has done is it's put a, a freeze on things like the environmental protection agency not only department of interior right not only doing energy doing new <laughs> contracts but also continuing to administer current contracts and grants that they have to like basically like freeze any kind of research activity they're doing stop paying contractors who are do cleaning up superfund sites did a people all of that too, Be right? before before we go into that i i would like to point out in the thing about torture yeah. that the pentagon has said already no we're not doing it it's a violation of our rules it's a violation of international law yeah, they, they have said the they will absolutely refuse to the do the field torture. manual is yeah. their guide or whatever and, it is and on the news tonight uh, driving over here i heard uh, you know the president trump has said well if if secretary of defense mattis doesn't want to do this then i'll defer to him and let him make the call he says i think it works but if mattis doesn't think so okay he's the expert we'll see until tomorrow <laughs> right well we'll see how long his judgment is allowed to prevail but well, you know, they were trying to appoint Mattis's underlings, and, and General Mattis had a little trouble with that, and uh, I haven't heard how it got resolved, but, you know, General Mattis probably won't let them get away with much, and when it starts to be too much, he will probably move on, so. Yeah. So that'll be a signal. when he If he decides to go somewhere, I think that'll be a signal to all of us that... That, that we need to batten down the hatches. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. But so I don't I don't take Trump uh, President Trump at his word. I just I'm watch I'm trying to watch everything he's doing, and he has done a million things. So this, so this what month. do you so point out something you think he's done that you think well is there anything you think he's done that was like oh that's actually a good idea? 
Look at me. Look at my list. Right. <laughs> Nothing comes to mind immediately. Yeah. No. <laughs> that itself is troubling. <laughs> right. You know, it, it, it's it's certainly alarming when when a Republican is like, yeah, my Republican president. I'm not sure he's done anything that's good. Well, among other things, you know, I mean, the, we're 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 crazy lefties. The, we know the whole that, thing of cutting off uh, refugees coming in from seven specific countries. Yeah. But not Saudi Arabia or But not um, Saudi Arabia, Arabia which actually <laughs> has Egypt. sent the or largest number of terrorists. Yeah. First of all, a study done indicates that uh, Muslim terrorism is responsible for one-third of one percent of murders in this country. Well, he said he was going to send help to um, Rahm Emanuel in Chicago to help him with his murder rate. And the other thing is that oh, the per capita to send help. the per capita <laughs> deaths in Chicago aren't even the top ten in this country. Oh, I thought they were at the top of the charts. No, this year. they they they're not. While there are three hundred and thirty two murders in Chicago, Chicago has a huge population. If you take a look at it as a per capita matter, which is the way you should be looking at it as a social scientist, you'll find that New Orleans, Louisiana, that places in Florida, in fact, most of the most of the cities in the top 10 are from the south. I didn't know that. Yeah, I had seen Jackson, Mississippi, I think, is on there. St. Louis, Missouri is the one actually at the top because it has a, a relatively low population and a relatively high murder rate. Hmm. So a couple of good things he's done from my perspective. 30 officials sworn in Saturday, two cabinet members, Madison Haley. I like them both. Um, Nikki Haley is the uh, ambassador to the UN. Is that a cabinet yeah. level appointment? Um, it, you, the president can choose to have it as a cabinet level appointment. Uh, Obama did during his presidency and um, Trump has decided to continue that. However, there is a major problem with Nikki Haley that we can get to later. Yes. But um, Sue, finish. Uh, I don't mind what he's doing with Mexico. I actually think that's a negotiating thing he's doing. It's really a, a kabuki dance, from my that's my opinion. Uh-huh. Um, that we're out of the TPP, I don't think that's terrible. Uh, renegotiating NAFTA, I don't think that's terrible. I think it was sudden, but I think it's it's sort of part of the... Um, well, I keep in mind that the other two countries have to agree to renegotiate. Yeah. yeah. Um, if they don't, it just falls apart. I wish he wasn't calling Putin this afternoon. Was it this Tomorrow afternoon? Tomorrow afternoon. Tomorrow. <laughs> um, the torture adventure. I just keeps going back to that, you know, and he's the kind of person he likes to win his point. Um, and I think that the Democrats are slowing down the cabinet. And I'm sort of mixed on that. It depends on the cabinet person. You know, some of them, it's like, ah, just approve them. He's appointed some, he's, he's picked some really terrible people yeah. like Betsy DeVos, Jeff Sessions, Ben, ben Carson. Carson. Yeah, yeah, just not, not good picks. Tillerson. Mike, Tillerson. Mike Flynn for the uh, National Security yeah, he's Advisor. He's a strange person, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's a conspiracy nut. What about the Homeland Security guy? What do you think of him, George? I forget who I it is. I cannot Pompeo? comment. Or no, Pompeo oh, is I'm the head sorry. of the CIA, of right? Of course you can't comment. Never mind. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. You're pretty sure he's a carbon-based life form. <laughs> That's okay with you. 
I am fairly certain that he is not, in fact, a zombie or a vampire. <laughs> right. I like Theresa May's visit. I, you know, she didn't wear a pussycat hat. But well, that, um, <laughs> that, by the way, has nothing to do with Trump or anything that Trump has done. Well, he invited her. They had a good discussion, and they're gonna they're gonna do bilateral trade agreements as as soon as they're freed from Brexit. So I th- I think that was a good move. I think that well, was fine. As soon as Brexit collapses, the British economy. Yeah, and actually, their Supreme Court uh, decided that they have to take a vote in, in Parliament. Parliament. Yes, the British. Supreme so Court, what yeah. if they vote no? Well, well then Brexit is dead. I think that's a crisis of constitution. No, Bre- really. Brexit is just dead. The Supreme Court of Britain has already made that decision. They have to take the vote, and if they take the vote and Parliament says no, then Brexit is dead. I mean, Parliament actually has they, to They never had to take it to the people in the first place. It yeah. was a stupid idea, it, and it cost David Cameron his job. It was well, an advisory was, referendum. Parliament actually has to enact the legislation to make it happen. Well, and um, and not at just at the end. They're saying before they even start, which is the really hard part. But yep. I thought that the referendum was driven because um, the European Union actually required that the population take a vote. No. No. It was a power a play by David Cameron that blew up in his face. Because the idea is that like part of his electoral base in the U.K., were people who were like, ah, Brexit, you know, the EU is terrible. It's taking our sovereignty and all these immigrants are coming in and it's terrible and we don't like it. So he basically wanted to shut them up. He's like, look, I'll give you a vote and you can have your day. And then when you lose, you all shut up and let me run things. And then they didn't lose. Good night, Dick. (laughs) And he's done. (laughs) Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, the and fact... Go back to having strange relations with farm animals. It was Pence and not Trump that I didn't like. He was down at the Women's March for pro-life. And I'm pro-choice, as you know. Yeah. And it just felt... Well, and I, I mean... I think you mean the March for Life. The March it's for Life. It's not just the Women's March for Life. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, and to be honest, uh, I, think, I think the, well, it's see, not the I first see women as a sovereign body. Women, right. women have a sovereign body, so I don't think that anybody and else and it should. And it should probably be <laughs> the march for birth anyway. Yeah. Because <laughs> they don't so much care about life as just birth. Is there sort of a woman pope? So were you bothered a, by a the seven maybe? men in the room when... Uh, he overturned the global gag rule? Yeah. Or, res- or restored we it? restored the global gag rule. Uh, yeah, I was very troubled by that. Yeah. And, and the same thing is, I, it just happens all the time. These silver-haired men with wire room glasses deciding yeah. what women do with their bodies. Well, and that's... Has always annoyed me. Well, <laughs> so, you know, I mean, if, if you care about this issue, you should think about voting Democrat because Clinton Clinton got rid of the gag rule. Bush, Bush W. Bush brought the it Mexico, back. And uh, then, then Obama got the rid of it. Mexico... Mexican standoff? No, it's called the Mexican... It was because it was Mexico originally, so they call it the Mexico something or other... Uh, legislation that that puts the prevents us from spending money overseas that ends up with organizations that that, will not only perform abortions but i think also hand up birth even can't even counsel about abortions yeah and not not even so much counseling even talk about it they can't say the word right and i think it's not just that i think it's also contraception isn't it that i'm not sure of it's pretty it's pretty far however while we're talking about international affairs let's go back to nikki Haley for a moment. Oh, I should mention, we've only got a few minutes left, but this is civil politics here on Valley Free Radio. Are we going to talk about Gambia at all? I um, think that's the, a real the highlight. The United Nations... I, I'd like to, but let's, let's finish yeah. this um, first. Washington's new adba- ambassador to the United Nations, Nikki Haley, vowed Friday to show U.S. strength in global affairs and delivered a blunt warning to opponents of President Donald Trump's policies. For those who don't have our backs, we're taking names. Haley told reporters as she arrived 
at the UN headquarters for her first meeting with UN Secretary General Antonio Gutierrez. Well, as uh, as uh, former president, the second former President Bush put it, uh, if you're not with us, you're against us, I guess. And that seems to be the tenor of what they're doing now. Well, they're basically saying, do what we want or else. See, I think these almost nice people, Sean Spicer, Nikki Haley, are getting pushed to do things that they are not comfortable with, and it doesn't seem... Then they shouldn't it, do them. When it comes out of their mouth, you know, they're trying to be loyal foot soldiers, and it's too bad because I think it's like... Um, what's her name? Is from that Nick? like being a good German? <laughs> Who was the woman who was down in New Jersey who was a really good EPA person until they Christine had Christine Todd Whitman? Yeah, until they had her tell people that it was safe to work in the um, at Ground Zero. And that was really, I mean, she should never have said that. She knew better. And it really, it's like um, Colin Powell saying that there were. Those know, aluminum tubes were for making yeah. uh, centrifuges to refine uranium when in fact they were not. They were not. Yeah. Colin Powell, by the way, insists that they lied to him about that and that the intelligence that he was given was, was from Cheney and not Yeah, and not yeah. from the intelligence agencies. Well, they, they chose the right lie to tell because that was sort of the only point at which I thought had any support for invading Iraq. It was like, oh, Colin Powell is telling me this. I did the same thing. Yeah, I'm like, and he's telling the UN. Okay, that to me was credible. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. And I, they, I believed him. So... Yeah, there's a lot of that that went on with Ashcroft and some of the things that were done with um, Muslims right after 9-11, which I just heard about yeah. today, and I didn't know about where they rounded oh, the, up. Oh, the NCERS program. 5,000 of folks. N-C-E-E-R-S program. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was just a lot of nonsense. So, anyway. Yes, when, when members of the New York Police Department were acting as secret agents and spying on people in other states where they had no jurisdiction. And going to uh, mosques to basically just sort of snoop yeah. around. Yeah. yeah. And So what do you think is going to happen with sanctuary cities? Because Northampton's sticking its neck way out. East Hampton hasn't decided yet. Right? Miami it, it already caved. They, ca they yeah, caved. But, you know, it's Miami. <laughs> well, a, lot of, a lot of other cities have already, have already come out and said that they are going to thumb their noses at the Trump administration and do what they want to do. Part of the problem for taking actions against sanctuary cities is that sanctuary cities have no official standing as such. So if the mayor of the city says the police department in the city will not spend money on this, there's nothing the federal government can do because the mayor has the right to do that. Well, I guess the idea is that they'll they'll just cut all kinds of federal <coughs> funds to those cities. Who just caved? Somebody, some city. The that, mayor of, uh, of Miami did. And they were saying that it was uh, seventy-two thousand dollars worth of incarceration and holding people, or seventy yeah. something like that. And it was three hundred and fifty million dollars that was at stake on the federal side. Yeah. So they did the math and they caved. And it's and it's it'll be interesting to see. I think Northampton will. Northampton doesn't get anywhere near that amount of federal money. Yeah, and Cambridge gets a lot of money, and they're they're a you know they're the People's Republic of Cambridge, so they'll they'll hold fast. So, having li lived next door to them for many years, they'll 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 dig deeper into their pockets. Yeah, they will. Unfortunately, in Northampton, it's my pocket, so it's my taxes. So. <laughs> Yikes! <laughs> taxes are already too high. Also, you know, you also have the capability of simply saying, "Sure." will go along with that and then doing nothing. Yeah, and that's more the bureaucratic style. That it's just the resistance. The What is it, the overwhelming opposition? <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, the street level bureaucrat can the, the power the power of dragging your feet. Yeah. Well, um, we are actually sort of approaching the end of uh, uh, of tonight's show. What um, a week it was! <laughs> what, what what a week it was! Um, and and certainly, you know, uh, talking about um, uh, the sort of I guess last word talking about like Trump and watching what he does. You know, like he's uh, he, he's made it very clear that he's. Uh, uh, upset about immigrants, and he's doing everything he can to lash out at them. And they've already started on uh, the funding for the wall, right? And and you know, none of this is uh, none of these are particularly good ideas. So, and 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 getting rid of the Affordable Care Act, we'll see where that goes. Yeah, I just don't see how they do that. Hmm. Regardless of the words, <laughs> yeah. you know, that's kind of where I'm going. Don't look at the words. Look at the yeah. look at what actually is happening on the ground. Because that ACA, that was just a pronouncement. There was no nothing in that that did anything. It was just a mm. resolution, yeah. executive order resolution. So, well, uh, we'll certainly have more to talk about next week. Um, <clears throat> so that's all for civil politics tonight here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, stay tuned for subculture coming up next, and uh, we'll be back next week with more of us, hopefully, being useful and intelligent. <laughs> Don't hold your breath. Anyway, thanks all. Thanks for listening. Good night.